Hello beautiful souls, I'm Shivani, the host of Conscious Revolution Podcast, a space where we deep dive into all things mind, body and spirit. Today we are diving deep into our sacred portal of life, death and rebirth. Yes, we are sinking deeper into understanding divine feminine's womb space, the yoni. The womb is not just a portal of birth, but also a portal of healing and manifestation. In this episode, our guest Shoshana Sadia is going to set us off on a journey to explore our womb space through this insightful conversation. Shoshana, a woman of color currently residing in Australia, is a women's empowerment mentor and cycle guide who works with modern spiritual women desiring to live more connected, conscious lives. Drawing upon ancient teachings and womb wisdom, Shoshana helps to guide women into deeper states of self-love, self-empowerment, and alignment. Her entire essence is teaching women how to harness the power of the natural rhythms and step into the divine feminine flow. Wow, I'm so stoked to have you hear this conversation because in this particular episode, we will be bringing forward all the underlying reasons behind the trauma that we store in our wombs, the energetic reasons behind the increasing lifestyle diseases that we women are experiencing, why feminine's heart and wombs are so blocked to opening to receiving the voice and the womb connection along with so many ways in which we can start listening to our womb's intuitive guidance this one is actually a very juicy episode for every divine feminine out there who is waiting to unlock her womb's wisdom so take a seat relax get yourself a warm cup of tea deep dive Welcome to Conscious Revolution Podcast. I'm so excited and happy to see you, to meet you, and honestly, really intrigued to hear from you on this beautiful topic. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here, and I'm always excited to um, share wisdom and also gain wisdom from other practitioners such as yourself and also share wisdom with whoever might be listening you know if, if it can help one person then it feels like the that that we've we've come we've, we've done what we set out to achieve absolutely and specifically i think womb healing is honestly revolution in itself it's something which we haven't talked about for decades centuries and mm-hmm. now we are all kind of like hearing about it getting excited about it it's coming in our frequencies slowly, one by one. And how did it all began for you? How did you first find womb healing? How was it introduced to you? Yeah, um, so it was probably a bit of an unusual route for me. Um, the reason that I started to delve into anything to do with the womb was actually coming out of the other side of a long-term emotionally abusive relationship um, whereby there was a lot of infidelity uh, over a long period of time. There was a lot of lies. And what what, what I started to feel was blocked and what I started to feel was uneasy and unsettled and 
not in my power. And something inside me knew that the key to feeling, you know, myself again, and the key to feeling, feeling, um, not, not whole, because I'm always already whole, but the, the, just the, the key to really like feeling empowered, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, was to, to clear that space because there was a lot of pain in that space. There was a lot of hurt. There was a lot of betrayal. There was a lot of like anger towards the masculine. There was a lot of distrust to the masculine because of what I had experienced. Um, and it caused like fractures in that area. And so it was coming out of that relation that really, um, that really, um, yeah, put me onto the path of who would I be if I could clear all of this shit, like all of this energy from all of the people who didn't belong to me that I, that I actually didn't consent to have inside my womb, you know, because I think what people don't understand, understand the womb is such a um womb is such a um receptive place it's like a big bowl it's like a it's like a sacred bowl right it's like your roots it's like a feminine skeleton and um it it has the capacity to hold on to unprocessed emotions or unprocessed um pain especially when that pain is related to anything to do with the vulva and the vagina or the womb space. So for example, hysterectomies or painful, painful, painful or sexual abuse or uh, infidelity or, you know, any of those things. And so, um, so yeah, the question was like, who can I be when I get rid of all of that? Because I didn't want to be carrying around all of the, all of the all of the shame and all of the like all of the energy of all of those women that i then carried inside me if that makes sense because that because when you have a long line of infidelity that is happening that you don't know and that you're still making love with that person then the energy of all those people are, are then entering your womb without consent does that make sense Absolutely. It makes so much sense. Thank you so much for sharing the stories with us. Um, I think it's, it's something men can relate with. Um, why do you feel like you talked about distrust amongst towards the masculine knowledge? And I think that's, that's something we all as a feminine collective are experiencing in our own ways in our own very different ways, but we are. There is this collective anger, there's collective distrust, this collective, <clears throat> just a lot of anger and grief towards the masculine energy, which is why I feel our hearts can never actually fully open, right? To give or exactly. receive love, which is what the feminine exactly. energy is about. Exactly. She's all about the heart opening and to unraveling to those deeper layers of love, but the heart won't open if you still carry that mistrust and if your womb is still wounded. Um, 
And the same way, like, you know, if, you're, if your heart is closed, then, you're, then your yoni doesn't open, your, which is the Sanskrit name for the vulva, the whole encompassing uh, vagina and uterus and vulva. Um, and, it, and it goes both ways. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of collective mistrust towards the masculine because like historically there's been a lot of, um, I guess, um, what's the word? There's been a lot of like pain and a lot of, uh, there's been a lot of taking without consent, a lot of like this this belongs to me. Um, and even though that's not men, collectively we can, I'm not saying we all do, but we can hold that in our DNA. We can hold that in ourselves. And so if we're holding this, this pain and this, this, uh, this anger, like all men are shit or all men cheat, uh, all men are bastards, all men, um, are always looking at other women, all men, you know, you can fill in whatever you want the blank to be. Um, and historically, like, you know, uh, women were, were, were sexually assaulted and raped a lot. They still are now, absolutely. But historically, even more so. And so we, we can still carry that because it feels, it can feel unsafe. Um, and then especially, you know, if you, if you experience that in this world, right, you know, in this, this lifetime, and it's something that your soul has experienced previously in, in past lives, if that's something that, you know, as a listener, you, you resonate with, not everyone resonates with the past lives. But if you do, then, then your triggers come up even more, because not only have you experienced it in this lifetime, but like, it's validated from all of those past lives that you've experienced the betrayal, the betrayal, that's what it really is. It's the betrayal of the feminine. Um, it's a big wound. It's a big, big wound. Um, yeah. And so it can bring up a lot of shit when you experience it in this lifetime, because your soul remembers all the other times that it happened too. And it's like, Oh my God, it's so painful. And it is painful. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, we're talking about this in an era where we have these TikTok videos, reels, content going viral around the hustle culture, around this culture of um, blaming men and blaming the masculine energy. And in the under this label of feminism, yeah, um, yeah I don't feel the feminism, the feminist movement is anymore what it was, and it's sometimes what I have experienced with people around me, and I think at some point even me, how we do use that as a, as a shield and as an escape route to just not face our own pain, to not face our own path of healing, actually, and to actually put it on someone else like you ha like I think we really go through this trajectory of blaming shaming and then taking responsibility did you go through this, yeah. something similar <laughs> yeah I, I absolutely agree with you there and like there like for me when I think about what you've said around feminism to me that's the shadow side of feminism it's not true feminism it's the toxicity of feminism because to me 
the shadow side of feminism is wanting to cut men down. That is, you know, wanting to castrate them, so to speak, even if it's energetically, you know, take off their balls, tell them that they're less than. Um, but that doesn't achieve anything and it doesn't create a balance of union between the feminine and the masculine or the yin and the yang. However, you know, and even if you don't believe in the binaries of masculine, feminine, even though I'm referring right now to the essence and the energy, not the gender, um, you know, the, to me, that is the shadow and that shadow aspect isn't whole. It is actually just about uh, shame and it's and a lot of it comes from in my opinion uh unintegrated parts of self because they the, the the people the women who haven't accepted certain parts of themselves and then project that onto men when really they need to look at where they can take responsibility um because you know there's there's a shadow side to everything and you know it, as well women are great at manipulating and using their sexuality in order to get what they want uh, I'm sure that everyone's done it at some point, whether it was you know, being a, um, being a, uh, you know, a, 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 you know, a 20-something and then, you know, being able to get in clubs because of the way that you dress or your makeup or you're flirting with someone or whatever it can be. Like, you know, men would have probably wouldn't get away with that in the same way that women would. Um, but like I said, there's a shadow side to everything and um to me berating men and shaming men is not the way to go if we want them to rise up as equal it is about having the integrated version of 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 the spectrum of the spectrum of yin and yang of passive and um and active you know receptive and and forward forward motion and so both of those aspects can be integrated and both of those aspects can be um, in the dark, in the shadow, so to speak. And yeah, when, when they're in the shadow, we blame and shame and tell people that they're not, they're not doing a good job. But it's, you know, but it's not, that's not always the case. Often it's just, it's actually about looking within. So to me, true feminism is about rising men up to be kings, to meet their queens, or if we, you know, and it doesn't even have to be, as I said, the, bi the binary of masculine feminine, but if you identify as a man, because people do, and if you identify as a woman, because people do, then it's about them rising up together and realizing that we need intuition we need receptivity, we need magic, we need to play in the unseen realms and, you know, call our guides and um you know working more in the energetic realms but we also need to get shit done we also need to be productive we also need to make to-do lists we also need to uh, be proactive and productive so all of those things are necessary to in order to uh, for things to happen Before we move forward, I would want to interrupt you for a minute and talk to you about DLL membership. What is DLL membership? DLL membership is a beautiful soul-led path that I have created that has channeled through me last year in the midst of the pandemic. A space to, where I educate you, where I share with you my lessons, my learnings, my workshops, 
around the energetic work around the spiritual work the mindset work that has crossed my path that has come into my life and taught me what really spiritual awakening meant this work has taught me and shown me what it is it mean to awaken and break the cycles to awaken and stop living life the way we have always lived and choose a new path choose a new way choose a way that our soul desires to and that it is possible it is very much possible if only we dare to look at our wounds if only we dare to dream that there is a possibility a new of living life in a new way of a new world and doing the work to rewire those neural pathways to create those new beliefs these new stories um if this is the kind of work which moves you which inspires you which makes you feel like you want to get all in then check out the deal membership it's a beautiful space with uh tons of workshops uh, meditations uh workbooks an opportunity to really do the work you also get to uh seek my personal support so check it out and i really hope to see you inside now back to your podcast conversation I I love every bit of that. <laughs> I think because sometimes most of the times I think it's just the programming that we've just bombarded with receiving on I mean really, really like I remember when I joined Instagram and not joined but like when this whole Instagram started catching momentum and we had all these quotes around girl boss uh all these quotes around man hating shit and uh i never realized how it did create a bias in my mind and as that yeah. created that bias in my mind it kind of like of course i think what you're looking for you always find proofs and evidences of and uh somewhere i started finding proofs and evidences in my life also not to say that this was not coming from my childhood or from my past lives or from my experiences before but yes if i can really look at my early 20s from that perspective it really makes whole lot of sense and i think what it did was instead of pulling me closer to my feminine aspect it it took me just way farther from my feminine energy mm-hmm. and more towards this toxic masculinity and i would say i think Uh, more than the fact that we are experiencing um uh, <clears throat> like people say like men are getting more privileges than women i think it's the toxic masculinity which is kind of like getting a rise being the feminine in the women or the men as you said gender it's about energy it's energetically speaking not through genders so yeah. yes like it just makes so much sense how uh it actually really for me i think my spiritual awakening was really to a journey in itself to come back to my feminine energy to reclaim my uh 
source of intuition and my unconditional love and my compassion, which I think if I really tune into myself, that's who I really am. But yeah. as you say, the, the whole matrix programming gets us in the way. So, yes, yeah. talk to me a little bit about uh, how it's really impacting this rise of the masculinity in women, particularly. Uh, we all know so many of us are dealing with PCOD, PCOS, um, and energetically speaking, I remember I once made a post about how this is correlated to the rise of the masculine energy within, and it got so many negative comments, and it was shamed mm -hmm. so much because I think it kind of like got viral in the wrong in the wrong space, I believe. <laughs> Uh, because most of the women like, I can't comprehend how can you make it mean about about mm. being more feminine or uh, less feminine and more masculine. And I'm like, isn't that obvious? <laughs> yeah, but I guess if you don't have the background context and you don't understand between the two, what those two energies represent, you can think of that as gender and you, you know, it's maybe someone would take that as being victim blaming like oh I suffer from this and you're blaming me um, and not being able to see it from like I guess more of a soul perspective yeah so what would you have to say around um, these modern world lifestyle diseases which the western science has put calls it as um, is that something like how can we spiritually and energetically heal it or at least start a journey somewhere with it yeah look i'm not i don't specialize uh, in pcos or pmdd in terms of um nutrition and naturopathy and herbalism i always work more so on the energetics and the spiritual that's my speciality and that's where i feel my expertise and and lies um but what I found from working with menstruating women has been that a lot of the time when we are having reoccurring problems with our cycle, whether that can just be very, very painful periods or very, very um, like experience really um, uh, tumultuous and uh, you know challenging premenstrual times um, as well as looking at the nutrition because I do believe like when it's got to the point where it's PM, P, uh, PMDD or PCOS or fibroids or endometriosis it often takes a holistic approach like sometimes you can do the energetic the energetics not enough like you have to like when it's got that far and you're you are that far down the path with it you need to look from all angles so um it would be it is worthwhile like ingesting specific herbs it is worthwhile looking at your lifestyle and nutrition and then on top of that and when i say lifestyle like you know meditation practices going back into the feminine spiritual practices and what i mean by feminine spiritual practices are more so their practices that less take you up into spirit um like out of body and more in the body because the feminine is concerned with what is going on in the present from moment to moment and really feeling 
what is happening, feeling the emotions and not bypassing them. And so that feminine energy is really about feeling and flowing. Um, whereas more masculine practices um, can often be about coming out of the body, like going into the third eye or even out and then having like out of body experiences, whereas the feminine is having inner body experiences. Mm. And so, yeah, what can really help is uh, incorporating more feminine practice, feminine rituals. Um, and then the energetic part of it is looking at this, looking uh, deep within, so the self-inquiry. And so, um, like different things have to, like di different um, conditions specifically to look at, right? But like I know that with um, like PMS and to an extent PMDD, a lot of it's to do with boundaries, because your premenstrual time is a time where you can feel like emotionally frazzled and can feel like you're giving and not getting back. And so if you're not very good at asserting boundaries and if you feel like you always wanna keep the peace and you're, you're too scared to actually speak your truth and there's conversations that you're just not having but you're unhappy, this will often come out in your premenstrual phase. And so different conditions will, will lead you into different self-inquiry, but all of it is an inquiry inwards um, into, um, you know, what, where, what can I change or what can I, what can I look at inside? Like what questions do I need to ask? What conversations do I need to have? Um, where am I not living in alignment with my truth? Um, and so, yeah, it's a holistic approach. And so often what happens is you go to like with, with Western medicine and allopathic medicine, it is, as you know, it's very much a band-aid approach. It's like, okay, this is happening. We're just going to give you these pills. Um, but it's never getting to the root because if the root is uh, rooted and the foundations are more so about stuff that you're not dealing with, whether that be in a family systemic matter or in your childhood that you haven't dealt with, um, and you need to implement more lifestyle ch uh, changes such as meditation or um, exercises and rituals that get you into your body and feeling your emotions instead of bypassing them, then you can see how going to the GP and just taking a pill isn't really gonna work. Mm, yeah. That makes sense. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I think um, it, I think for a lot of us, it shows up in physical manifestation with where we know, okay, so the reason why I brought that topic about PCOD, PCOS is because I think it's a physical manifestation of what not working in your room space. But a lot of us, like me, uh, none of that has manifested in my physical uh, connected with any disease, so as to say, or any physical issues. But there has been spaces and uh, places in my life where I realize and recognize I, I need to dive <laughs> deeper into womb healing. I need to connect with my womb. For listeners who have not yeah. experienced any of that physical manifestation, how do they know that somewhere they're not really aligned with their wounds and the sacral being open and living its full, uh, its fullness, I would say, uh, 
how, how, how does it manifest in our reality? Not through diseases, maybe not through, but through other ways. How, how, how does it show up? Oh, there's so many ways it can show up. Like basically any, any challenge that you have that's in the womb space is usually a physical manifestation that has an energetic root. Um, and so, and I didn't even bring up the womb healing thing. I just forgot, but actually you're totally right. Like often, and this is like happened with me as well, but often when you start to do um, womb clearing, where you're like clearing out the dross and bringing in fresh new energy and like claiming your womb space as your own, not as a, not for someone else, not for anything that has happened to you in the past, but claiming it as your own so you can be sexually sovereign, so you can be whole. And so you can reclaim your pleasure as an, like as an erotic, innocent being, then what can happen is physical manifestations just eventually go away because um, you're dealing with whatever's there and there's so much that can be there there can be stuff from ancestral stuff they can be your mother's lineage you know when you when your mom had you if she was experiencing trauma or what, what birth story is will massively will give you an indication onto what your mother's birth story with you will give you an indication as to what maybe needs to be cleared. Because if your mom had a traumatic, maybe she had a traumatic uh, emergency C-section, uh, maybe who knows what could happen, but those things are affected because you were in her womb, connected to her via the placenta whilst she was experiencing all of that. And so somewhere deep within your psyche, it's still there if yeah. that, that i mean that yeah. makes sense right and so yeah there's many like even things like um uh, reoccurrent uh, uh thrush uh, bacterial vaginosis uh can like vaginal candida those things are often those things are often more so rooted in in like deep self-inquiry around sexuality mm. um sexuality and and things that have happened in your your in your family's sexual lineage and your mother's sexual lineage specifically um so there's that as well you know there's yeah. a, there's different ways to manifest but it's it's a journey of deep self-inquiry because once you go into like when you do womb meditation or womb healing it often can take a while to to really trust that voice of your womb and to to hear the voice of your womb because she doesn't speak loud she speaks in whispers and sometimes it can be really beneficial to have a practitioner who guides you and asks you questions whilst you're dropped into that space and then later on you can actually drop in your on your own and go ah oh, this is this is realized this was here you know or oh, um you know i can sense this here i can sense this emotion i can sense this trauma i can sense this from my mother like you start to sometimes it's in pictures sometimes it's in words sometimes it's just sometimes there's no story there's just emotion and everyone's womb story is different and everyone's womb journey is different and every and the way everyone experiences how they navigate and how they communicate with their womb will be different as well because we're all different so you know, it's, it's different for everyone, but it, they're all just as valid as each other. Absolutely. Uh, I so, so agree with this. Uh, just diving a little deeper into this, uh, what does, the re like you said, being in your 
reclaiming your sexual energy, reclaiming your womb space. How does that really feel like? Like, uh, how you would say you have experienced the difference between where you were to where you are now? Of course, there is no parameter to judge healings, so to say, but in your yeah. work, how, what, have, what are the shifts that you have seen people experiencing? Um, the whole, what's this idea about reclaiming your womb space? Yeah, it's really more so about just having freedom and liberation and feeling like, well, first of all, you can experience more pleasure because less shame equals more pleasure. So when you have less shit in your womb, you can have more pleasure in your in your everyday life, but also in your sexuality and your sensuality. And, you know, you, your capacity to experience the depths of grief very much affect and inform your capacity to experience ecstasy and pleasure because they're two sides of the same coin. They're just one spectrum on opposite sides. So, um, yeah, they're... Also, when you go through clearing the womb, you feel you feel more creative because your sacral chakra is uh, very much connected to creativity and sexuality. Um, your intuition becomes can become stronger. So, you know, there's all these things like pleasure, freedom. You, your voice becomes free as well. Uh, because you often find that when you can unlock unlock that voice in your womb, you can be, become more vocal by speaking out, speaking your truth, and also being more vocal in sex. Like there's a lot of women who are still blocked here because they've been told not to make noise, don't be too loud, uh, you're too loud. Like when you're a kid, people say you're too loud, you know, and you get shamed for it and it, it all affects you in different ways. But when you unlock that within your womb, you know, you're, you're, you're not ashamed to enjoy pleasure. You're not, enjoy, you're not ashamed to, I guess, experience the different flavors and the different archetypes that live within you. So, you know, there's the different archetypes of the maiden who's a little bit, a bit, uh, who's flirtatious and a little bit more uh, young and um, uh, naive, I guess, in a way, and very much that like fruitful spring, uh, energy but then like you know the wild woman is a bit more um carefree and she would be more vocal and and i guess like when you do that womb womb clearing and really yeah make that space for what you desire not only do you become more creative in your creative projects and claim that space but you like shamelessly enjoy the different flavors of yourself in sex because we don't just have one flavor and different people uh if you have like you know throughout your life if you have different sexual partners they bring out different aspects of yourself or maybe you choose to explore different aspects of yourself with the with the same partner but when you do womb healing you're more um you're you're closer to to experiencing those different flavors and you do so with like with with no shame because because you've, you've basically unshackled the patriarchy. You're like, fuck you, I'm free. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And 
I think that freedom radiates in all areas of the life, not just your sexual life or, 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 or your sexual relationships, but in always like how we started the podcast with talking about the connection between the heart space and the womb. And now you just talked about the connection between our voice and our womb. Um, mm, yeah. How does, like, like you said, I think the first word which you said was freedom. Like yeah. relation of womb space equates freedom. And it's, it's a yes, it's freedom in all the ways that you express yourself. And of course, it translates into this freedom in your sexual expression. But I think once you're liberated and experience, once you experience freedom there, it, it does ripple in all the ways in which you would want to express, in which you have the right to express. Mm. Uh, what do you have to say about our collective? I think... Uh, I can talk about myself being like this, uh, being in the space where I would want my work to be seen by more people. I would want to be heard. And I know that even though I've had this desire, uh, I've had, I've gone through the waves of experiencing shame around it and then accepting it. But then even though when I'm saying I want to be seen and heard, there is this resistance to actually be seen and heard. Right? Mm. Because we do not feel that freedom to express. How does that expression flow through womb healing? Yeah. I, look, I feel like the, everything's connected, right? And I feel like, like unlocking your womb can unlock your voice, and unlock your and unlocking your voice can can really ripple out into so many different areas. Um, cause you've got to think like, there's definitely a connection between being fully expressed in your sexual expression and being able to make noise and sounds and just being free within that. And then also being able to have difficult conversations, mm-hmm. you know, these two things are connected or even like, even like, um, making sounds that somebody would really maybe think it a weird, like when you're in touch with your, when you're in touch with your feminine energy, and your feminine essence uh and when you've done like um when you've worked in the area of womb healing and womb clearing you're more adept at just making sounds that other people might think are a bit weird because we're conditioned we're very much programmed and conditioned not to make sounds unless it's language and it makes sense but but there's there's so much freedom and experience in expression that doesn't make sense like there's so much freedom in sounding in just being like or whatever it may be you know every part of the body can have a sound and every part of the body can have a feeling and so you know when I touch my shoulder I can express from that place and when I touch my back of my neck I can express from that place um but we're taught that it's weird. That's what it is. We're, t- we're taught that it's weird uh, and that you're weird and society sees it as weird as well. Um, but you start to not give so much of a fuck. That's the good thing. Mm. You know, you're just like, yeah. well, you know, that's them. And if they think I'm weird, that's okay. I can deal with that. Uh, I don't need to please them. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like every, uh, and I think 
the reason I think we're talking about freedom and expression and it's all kind of like connecting to womb is like I think the womb is like the powerhouse of the feminine. It's where you yes. said all all the shit lives and also all the beauty lives, all the power lives. Like where you said like reclaiming the womb space is like actually reclaiming your freedom from the patriarchy. Because as you started the podcast and you said like collectively women have faced a lot of shit and it's all stored in your womb so if I think uh, yeah. to put it up to sum it all up uh, if you really want to really reclaim your freedom in the world somehow reconnecting with our womb space is really reconnecting to our soul in some way I feel like as a woman yeah a soul yeah. our soul gifts our intuition yeah our yeah. voice of our inner freedom it's all yeah. it's all connected and it all is liberated through reclaiming the womb space because you're yeah. reclaiming all of those stories that are not serving you even though those experiences are valid and and they have happened to you whether in this lifetime other lifetimes or both or many um it doesn't serve you by holding on to it it doesn't serve you at all. And if anything, it just stifles your creative expression and stifles your voice and um, makes you timid, you know? And yeah, it's a really beautiful thing to reclaim because it, it really, I don't know, for me, it's true liberation. When you reclaim that space, you just feel empowered. How would you uh, uh, really, is there any specific practice of yours that you absolutely love when it comes to connecting to your womb space, specifically to the intuition which lives there? I think a lot of us think about intuition as something which we can access through a mind, through a heart maybe also sometimes, but yeah. very rarely do we go all the way down to our womb and say, what does my womb have to say to me? Yeah, exactly. What does my womb have to say? I mean, that's just the simplest way of doing it. I mean, I always tell the people when they're very, very beginning of getting it to just, you know, make a, uh, make a triangle uh, with their two thumbs meeting and then their two pointer fingers meeting and making like an upside down triangle, which also looks like a, a yoni. Um, and placing them over the womb breathing into there and then just asking your womb like what 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 do you have for me or um womb turn on you know switch on there's you know there's different ways of of navigating but to just start just breathing and forming a connection is really beautiful and then just asking your womb like what messages do you have mm. and not not trying to force the messages if nothing comes that's okay but the more you do it the the more easier it will get and it's just in the simplest like you know in the middle of the day just putting it there and taking three big breaths but breathing into the womb space so not breathing up here or in the chest but really feeling the pelvis uh um uh get bigger and smaller you know and really like breathing like like uh, expanding the space bringing your attention down there and that's the beginning before you go into any like big womb healing and trying to clear, you know, ancestral trauma or your sexual abuse that you've had, which is, you know, very full on, 
just bringing that connection because the womb needs to feel safe and you need to feel safe and you need to feel like there's a connection before you can go that deep. And so it's like, you know, it's like a, a, a stranger. You don't know the stranger straight away. Uh, you need to get to know the stranger. And if you haven't got to know your womb, your womb is still a stranger. So you start by beginning, the beginning part is making friends with her or them. Yeah. And once you've made friends with her or them, then you can go to the next stage of asking questions. And then you can go to the next stage of like he healing and clearing. And then you can go to yeah. the next stage, of like bringing in new energy, bringing in creative inspirations and downloads, um, you know, but it's a process. I love that. I love that so much. How and I think a lot of times we try to jump to the healing. We try try to jump to the end of the spectrum and be like, okay, I've forgiven, I have reclaimed, uh, I'm free. But as you said, yeah. you, have, you need to start from like how you would approach a stranger. And I think how it also works with a lot of the subconscious work. I think a lot of times people feel like it's just like meditate once and they will just be able to connect to their subconscious and they'll reveal all the stories. It doesn't yeah. work that way. And exactly. um, I won't need to feel that safety. I love that. Um, before we kind of like wrap this up, could you share some ways in which we can actually start bit by bit uh, feeling that safety into a womb so that I know a lot of us, we want to get into it, but there is this very underlying pressure, fear, I would say fear, which really yeah. holds us back. Um, yeah. It could be fear of judgment. It could be shame. It could be what might be there, um, especially I think if somebody yeah. has experienced a lot of trauma and abuses, uh, and sometimes it can be just pure societal judgment. Uh, how can we first start really like just establishing that safety so that we can really, I think once you kind of like enter the territory, <laughs> a lot of stuff can open up, but how do we exactly. start being safe? Yeah. And that's why that, 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 that's half the reason people are avoidant doing it because their subconscious often knows that if they go down there, it's like a can of worms of what they might find. And so they tend not to, to do the to do it because it's like can i will my heart be able to hold all of this grief mm. will i be able to cope with this amount of trauma or um and that won't be the same for every wound person absolutely everyone's got different experiences but but with certain people it definitely will like can i will i be able to hold myself in this and so the re the the, the way you can hold yourself again is it's that is forging that connection, that relationship through uh, physical connection, right, with the hands, then uh, mental connection, like bringing the mind into the space, then bringing the breath into the space and repeating affirmations. I am safe. You are safe. I have got you. I will hold you, um, you know, and especially as things might come up, if you do go into the more of the womb healing, you know, I've got you, I'm safe, making sure that you're in a safe space when you're doing it. Like if you're just bringing your breath there and your hands, you, you can probably do that even if you're at work because it's good to get that connection going. But if you're going to go a bit deeper, it's like finding a, you need to like take a posture of safety, feel like the environment around you is safe. And like, you know, tell yourself before, you know, I've got this, I've got myself, I'll hold myself. 
um, and do like, you know, do what you need to do to feel safe. It might be slightly different for everyone. For me, um, it's affirmations and holding my inner child and often like hugging myself and like placing my hands on my womb and then maybe I'll hug with one hand and just like, it's, it's, a, it's just a process of inner parenting, like holding yourself as if you were a parent holding your child, but it's actually you are the parent and you are the child. Mm, yeah, love that. Thank you so much for sharing so many beautiful things. I'm like, I have so much more to dive into it. Hopefully we'll get on board to just talk more about it. But I'm really excited about our upcoming workshop where I cannot wait to see you share more juice on this because oh my god i don't think we've ever needed room healing collectively the way we need it right now yeah absolutely thank you so oh, much for you. being here uh, You're how welcome. can someone, you, how can someone find you how can someone connect with you yeah, I mean, I hang around mainly on Instagram, but then my website's pretty active as well. So my Instagram is Shoshana underscore Sadia. So it's S-H-O-S-H-A-N-A underscore S-A-D-I-A. And then my website is uh, com. but we'll put it in there so I don't have to... Um, so I don't have to spell the whole thing out. We'll put it in the show notes, but they're the best... Uh, two ways of getting hold of me. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing your life, yeah. sharing your energy. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this beautiful conversation. Wasn't it amazing? And if you want more of Shoshana, we had her inside the DLL membership and she conducted and facilitated a 30 minutes really, really, really educational workshop. And she left us with some beautiful resources like a guided womb meditation, a guided manual for all of us to support our journey to reconnecting to our womb uh, space once more. So if this is something which excites you, check out the show notes. And if you're willing to work with Shoshana, have all her details down in the show notes. I'll see you soon again with another guest. And until then, I'm sending you so much love and healing to your womb.